day 291 welcome back to the windows and mirrors podcast my name is keith i'm john and this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the bible is more like a window than it is a mirror we come to it to see through it and to see god not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves all right so the back half of first timothy so remember last time we were talking about how you know Paul is going to tell Timothy, pose these false teachers. This is how my church, or not my church, <laughs> the church of God is supposed to operate. Yeah. And in four, he kind of picks up uh, similar to that theme, but just giving him insight into what's going on. He says, yo, the spirit explicitly says in latter times, some will depart from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and the teachings of demons. So again, he's going to talk about, yo, folks are going to abandon the faith. Right. But it's also cats who are teaching false teaching in the in the, uh, in the the midst of the church. Right. And so we need to be on guard. Yep. Here, cats were saying, folk, yo, don't get married and don't eat all these foods. And Paul's like, yo, that's some trash. Right. Like, that's, right. like, that's just terrible. Like, everything, these are two good gifts from God. And we need to be grateful for God's good gifts yeah. in marriage and all foods. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um. But I love where he goes next, bro. He says, instead of worrying about all that, instead of following in that path, train yourself in godliness. Mm. This is so this good, it, bro. This is it. I knew it. It, it. Bro, that word for train yep. is gumnazo. In right. Greek. It's literally the word where we get gymnasium from. Right. So Paul is saying to Timothy, he said, fam. The same way that athletes get the it in, the same way, the same vigor and intensity and focus that they have towards discipline, sweat, and sacrifice. That's the kind of discipline. Uh, that's the kind of thing you need to have towards being godly. Yeah. And he's gonna say, teach this stuff. So in right. other words, this ain't just for you. Right. This is for believers. All right. We would just get this in. This is it, yeah, uh, bro. Shout out to Katura on the podcast. Yeah. We know that you're going to get this oh. the day of. We hope you kill it in the Olympics, right? Wow, wow, wow. But we were just here after church. Me and Keith were yes. in the lot talking to Keyshawn. And he talked about, yeah, how he was behind for a few days on mm-hmm. the podcast. And we're like, what about Katura? And he's like, no, she's there. Like, she be on me. And Haven't you read? Just, right. Yo, yo, yo. And I just read back and it's like, bro, she's an Olympian. Mm. She is the type of person mm. who is like, yo, no, every I've got a goal and every day I'm going to do it. You do not drift towards the Olympics. Yes. People can drift towards the one. Like I knew cats that didn't work out at all, but they could just hoop and right. and and they drifted towards they the D1 okay, scholarship yeah. but you do not drift towards the olympics mm. you have to work day in and day out but there is a reward and mm. paul's going to say the same thing here like yo all right paul's going to look and say all right look y'all got a broken theology that tells us to yeah yeah stay away from all that stuff paul's gonna say all right i'm gonna fix it but one of the ways that i want to fix it or make sure that it stays fixed is i'm specifically going to talk to timothy Hmm. and and like bro you've got to get this inside of you you got to train like katura yo that's excellent and then he's gonna go on and say nah but uh yo but pass this on Hmm. you gotta pass it on yo Hmm. you gotta Hmm. teach you gotta make sure Right, that um, what's this like? 
You've got to devote yourself right here, the public reading of scripture, the exhortation. Make sure that if you've got that DNA inside of you, mm. make sure that everybody you interact with has that same yeah. DNA. And I feel like, man, that's part of where yeah, yeah. our bond has come from. It's mm. just this concept of, nah, man, if you see something that, that you want to grow in, you got to work at it. got to work, man. And yeah, bro, like I just really want to encourage everybody today man that as you hear this podcast be reminded right that nobody drifts towards holiness yes uh yes but we are carried towards holiness Mm. right Mm -hmm. it's not the same thing uh we work hard knowing that the results are up to god we are carried uh, along in his hands Mm -hmm. the pathway towards Holiness is not a lazy river. Yeah. It's not you just get into the tube of grace and you float. There are things that you mm. have to say yes to that you don't want to do. Yeah. And there are things that you want to say yes to mm. that you're going to say mm. no to. But it is this discipline yeah. where we train ourselves. I love it, man. Yeah. Because and one might ask, how do I train myself in godliness? Ah, it's so good. simple. Mm. right? It's not hard things to do, but it is hard to continue to do. To do those things, right? right. Prayer. Right. Pray. Discipline yourself. Just set aside time every day to pray. Read God's word. Study it. Yeah. Get it in you. Yeah, it doesn't best. even have to be long, right? That's Yo. the thing about training is not you start small and you work your way work up. Work your way right? up, man. Yeah. Um, evangelism. Right. Submission. Mm. Going, Showing up for... Just make a <laughs> commitment. I'm going to show up to church every Sunday this year, that's my ability. I right. guarantee you, it will do something to your faith. Right. I guarantee it. Absolutely. Uh, sacrifice. Mm. Right. It's just so many things that we could do to train ourselves in godliness. Paul that's is. Good, Paul wants to get it uh, in Timothy, so Timothy yeah. could get it in the church. Yeah. Chapter five. Mm-hmm. He goes back to groups of people. Right. One of the the main groups of people he's going to spend the most time on is widows. Yeah. Right. We remember all throughout the Old Testament, even think of uh, stories like Ruth. And Naomi, two yeah. widows, right? Like God is going to say, hey, I need you to care for the poor, for the foreigner, for the orphan, and for the widow. Right. Right. And so Paul is going to pick that up here. He says, no, part of the church's job is to care for widows. Why? Right. Because he's going to say, yo, she's lost her family. Right. Right. And her new redeemed family is to care for her. Right. He said, I'm not, all right, listen, let me get this straight. I'm not talking about the cats. Or the women who just trying to get over on folks, get a little extra change here and there so they can, you the know. real housewives out yeah, here. Y'all, they, y'all don't really need the help and y'all out here just right. wilding anyway. That's why he gives qualifications for it. Right. And so, but the, at the end of the day, the church is to care for one another. Mm. And a practical way we can do that is by seeking out, of course, widows, but I think the the application in other places as well is those who are vulnerable amongst us. Right. Bring them in, right? Mm-hmm. As best we can. Serve them with the with the with the um, means God has given us. Um, and that's the way we build up the church. Yeah. Well. Yeah. This is a little side note and a side part. But even as Paul gives the instruction to Timothy, one of the things that he does is he's like, yo, yo, make sure that you take care of the ones that are on this list. Mm-hmm. So back then, though they didn't have, you know, Excel spreadsheets right. or Google Docs, they had some way to track mm-hmm. who the church was responsible right for mm. and so um yeah i know in the day and age we're in right now there's a lot of people that'll say things like yeah well 
yo, I don't really go to church or I don't join because we are the church. And it's like, all right, yeah, yeah, I get that. <laughs> but two, I mean, you see this responsibility mm. that this church has towards specific people. Right. I think that you can only have when there is some type of uh, formal, agreed upon commitment and especially on this side of the pandemic mm -hmm. where everybody's church involvement has kind of been like mm -hmm. uh it just kind of feels like members of churches are balls that are being juggled that have stuck in the air right mm -hmm. and not really sure if they're going to come down or not so right. if you're at a church or you're at a place Right or make sure you find yourself or you land at a place where yeah. you can be responsible for somebody else, yeah. and you would feel a responsibility for somebody that finds themselves in this place. One of the things uh, I have a professor who says that what the scriptures imply, right. the scriptures teach. Mm. So, so in other words, Jesus a lot of times, and I can't think of a specific example off the top of my head, but he would imply he would he would read a scripture. And the implication was what he was trying to draw out to right. people who were listening and said right. the, the Bible was teaching that. Right. One of the things the Bible implies, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, bro, yeah. is that we be a part of a church or seeking to right. be a part of a church. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And so he wouldn't write these letters to specific covenant communities right. if that weren't the case. Yeah. And again, this is why he's writing First Timothy. This is how the church is supposed to operate. He goes again into elders yeah. and says, yo... Hey man, don't be too quick to appoint an elder. Mm. Pastor, it is so important. These people are leading right. God's people. Right. I, I've met countless people who believe stuff just because they pastor said it. <laughs> right, right. And Paul is saying, past like it's so important, man, right. that yo, like some people sins surface later. So right. you kind of gotta be, you gotta kind of know them right. for a while before you like just appoint them to eldership. And some people's good works surface later. Right. So he's like, yo, don't be too quick. Don't be too quick to take an accusation against one because people right. just anti-authoritarian right. Right. and just hate on pastors. Right. And so I think it's uh, important here how Paul talks so much about the leaders. Again, not because everybody's called to be one, but everybody is called to submit to one. Uh, that's, uh, that's good, man. He closes out Six. with oh my God. a warning. Um, wealth, bro. And Paul's just, just going to say, watch out, man. Everywhere that the Bible talks about the dangers of greed, mm. they're going to go overboard with like putting up the yellow caution tape. Mm. So in Luke 12, Christ is going to say, yo, look, watch out. Be on your guard mm. against all forms of greed. Greed takes on a bunch of forms, mm. right? And, and so what Paul is going to say here is, right, here's where we get to this, right? The love of money. Yeah is the root of all kinds, kinds of, evil, of evil, right? And by it, right? Just the desire of it, right? Mm. So it's not even like, it's not even getting rich and having money in your possession. Yeah, yeah. Liking the aroma too much mm. is enough, not just to sidetrack people, but for them to shipwreck their faith, right? Oh, so. Man. What he's not saying is, right, so what you shouldn't do is step back and say, Ooh, well, that's good. I'm not rich. I'm not danger. Mm. I'm not mm. in danger. What he's saying is, no, 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 mm. no. It has nothing to do with what you have, mm. everything to do with what you want, mm. those that want to be rich. So wealth can shipwreck your faith.
even if you don't have it, but you want it too Mm. badly. So it's something that all of us need to be cautioned against. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he, like you said, I love how he ties it, like you said, to greed, right? Right. So it's like, if you are wealthy, he's not saying something's wrong with you inherently. If you are a pastor and you have wealth, He's right. not saying something is wrong with you inherently. How portrait blows up. <laughs> he's talking about the greed that's attached right. to it, right? It's that it's that feeling that your wallet has a hole in it, right? Right? Like, mm. yo, I continue. You continue to say to yourself, "I don't have enough. I need more." Even when all your basic needs are met and a lot of your wants are met, right? <laughs> right? You're still on that kick, or or you're stressed out and can't get sleep at night because you're thinking, as we've talked about before, how can I keep the money I have, right? Or how can I flip it and make <laughs> double? Yeah. what I already have. And so Paul is cautioning against greed here. And I love what you said, or or uh, I don't know if you said it, but in nine, he's like, those who want to be rich fall yeah. into temptation. Mm. Listen, we often, and one of my professors pointed this out, we often slide over the metaphors of scripture. Right, right. Think about falling. Yeah. You, nine times out of 10, you don't know you're falling, yeah. right? If we or did, when you're going to fall. What? We, yeah, yeah, it's like, you usually realize when you're on the ground that you <laughs> right. fail, right? right? And Paul is saying, you don't walk into, into temptation by wanting to be rich. You fall into it. Yeah. It comes upon you subtly, yep. insidiously, in a way that you usually don't realize until you're not with the Lord anymore. Right. And he's going to contrast this to Timothy and says, yo, fam, instead of pursuing this with all your heart, pursue righteousness, <laughs> peace, right? All of these things. In other words... Paul is saying this, if we are pursuing wealth more than we are pursuing Christ, Mm. we are on the slow road to apostasy. Mm. We are on the slow road to turning away from Jesus. Yeah. Mm. And Paul is clear and he he goes on, bro. He keeps going. He says, yo, this ain't just for you. Verse 17, instruct those who already got it. Right. I'm telling you about if if you're getting it, but the cats who already got it. Tell them, Tell them to watch out. Don't put their hope in it. Don't put their hope on the uncertainty of riches. Uncertainty. I love it. Right. Yeah. He's going to say it's like, yo, no, they're, fam, they are, they're building a foundation for a house mm. out of water balloons, yo. Yeah. Like, it's mm. going to crumble. And when it does, they're, their whole faith, their whole being is going to be shipwrecked. He's going to contrast it with contentment. He's going to say, yo, man, if we have food and clothes, mm. then with these things, we should be content, yeah. right? Like we shouldn't think the contentment comes in an amount. Mm-hmm. That is the lie That's money good. tells us, right? That yeah. once you get this amount, you will be content. Contentment is all about an attitude, yeah. And it's an attitude where we say, my utmost affections are reserved mm-hmm. for Christ, not money. I've got a hold on my money. My money doesn't have a hold of me. Paul will say, don't set your hope on the uncertainty of wealth, but on God, mm. who richly, he's going to use that same <laughs> word, who richly provide for us all. Yep. Our hope, man, should not be in finances right something that can be taken literally somebody could pull up and take all your money from you yep but on god who no one on earth or in heaven or under the earth amen can take away from us yeah god we pray that you would help us to embrace true wealth help us not to put our hope in something that we're all destined to lose 
Help us to set our hope on you and help us to teach others to do the same. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.